Hello, I'm Anthony Sana. Dr. Michael Smith. And you're listening to Fusion Health Radio. Welcome to Fusion Health Radio, your source for inspiration, information, and insight on what it really takes and what really matters on your journey to abundant health. This is part two of 10 Steps to Abundant Health. In the last podcast, uh, we heard Dr. Michael talking about uh, steps one through five. Uh, today, we're going to carry on up the stairs uh, towards abundant health and go from there. Step six, up the stairway to health. Yeah, sure. <laughs> stairway to heaven. I was just going to say that. How old am I? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Step six. Without my glasses, that says, strengthen your digestion. Yeah, so one of the biggest, and in a way, dangerous myths that we have is that if, say, me and you and our friends and family all got together at some big feast table and decided to have a big feast, Mm -hmm. that we would all digest the food the same way, uh, access the same nutrients, get the same number of calories. Um, Yeah, so this is this big, honestly, kind of scary myth, which is I ate the food. I'm just automatically going to assume I have broken it down into its component parts, assimilated it through into my bloodstream, turned it into something useful in my liver, and it's automatically just flowing into my cells, these little tiny little, you know, uh, receptor sites. And, you know, let's just assume all of that happens without, you know, any uh, effort on, on your part. And obviously, if you're in really good health, that's what's happening. If you're moving into illness and disease, not so much. In my experience, looking at different, uh, even health foods, um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this. This is uh, the, the bottle that I've got here on the desk in front of me. The nutrition facts. I can remember looking at these things um, and arguing with them because I'd be like, nutrition facts, right, according to who? If I was, you know, somebody who was uh, an Olympic athlete, maybe I'd be able to get all that, you know, uh, all that calcium and carbohydrates and sodium out of this thing. But me, being who I am with my compromised digestion, whenever I saw this list, I'd get really cheesed off. We should make a, like a YouTube video of you arguing with like some food product <laughs> just because it looks like a really fun thing to do. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't believe it. You're wrong. That's not true for me. And I think that's a really you know good, good example because, uh, yeah, I mean, there's what's in the container and then there's what's going to get into the container of you. And if it doesn't get through uh, into your actual bloodstream. It's, it's going to be feeding the fishes, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, tropical color pea you get after you have uh, vitamins is what I <laughs> that comes well, to mind. An interesting and, I guess, factoid of the day, uh, when your pea turns yellow because you've taken B vitamins, you're actually metabolizing thiamine. Or is it riboflavin? One of the, one of the, it's B1, 2, or 3. So that's a good thing? Yeah, it means you're using it. Oh, because how many people? Yeah, man, I'm wasting all my money on my peas. All y'all, I'm like, no, just one second here. I'm just gonna. Clinician has something to say about that. <laughs> That'll reassuring moment. You're not wasting your money. So the next time I pee yellow, I'll think of you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll you know, experience that mild bit of discomfort, <laughs> <laughs> as our listeners are right now as well. Uh, step seven up the steps of. Uh, let's try that again. 10 steps to abundant health. Step number seven is rebuild and balance your immune system. Yeah, so I have to do like probably a separate podcast on your immune system because it's super cool, super complicated. And I actually use sort of an action movie analogy to make it all make sense, which is really fun. So we'll need to do another another show on that. But 
Um, your immune system, it's either like a really healthy village that's, you know, constantly rebuilding everything in the schools or are all fine and the hospital's clean and all that stuff. Or it's kind of like a really bad martial law movie where there's jackbooted cops, you know, kicking citizens in the, you know, places no one wants to get kicked and chasing them around and clubbing them over the head. And no one's cleaning up any mess. There's garbage everywhere. So your immune system is either something you've, you know, rebuilt the way you would want to rebuild the infrastructure of your town so it's all functional and clean, or it's going the other way, you know. So it's, it's again, that's, that's probably a whole podcast for itself. Uh, and again, my focus being on autoimmune conditions, it's, um, you know, it's super, you have to be super careful. Quick example of how this goes wrong. Um, and again, we'll have to get into details another time, but you can take a bunch of immune system, system boosting supplements, echinacea, you know, green tea, other stuff like that. Um, and in some cases, that's a good idea. But in some cases, that boosts the part of your immune system that's actually the process of your disease. So you're taking all of the supplements that everyone says is good for your immune system, but it's really good for the wrong part of your immune system because that's the part of your immune system that's kicking your particular butt. You're feeding the bad guys. Well, you're actually forcing pathways to uh, secrete more little, well, messenger molecules that tell your immune system, yeah, go get them. That's the bad guy. And it might be your brain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's another podcast, all right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to that. Okay. Uh, step eight, detoxify your liver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of the bumper sticker that says, your liver is evil. It must be punished. Um and I usually see that in reference to somebody who likes to drink a lot. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm taking uh, taking it that you've got a different perspective on well, liver health. I, I put the title "Detoxify Your Liver," you know, out there because that's what people engage in. You know, your liver is full of toxins. You got to get those toxins out of there. And you know, very conditionally, that's true. But your liver is actually full of all of the enzymes and cofactors that juggle everything that's toxic. Right. So you know, time to go and make some pate because liver is medicine for your liver. Right. The stuff that's bad would be in the bloodstream that's coming, you know, into or out of your liver in one very specific way. So when it comes to detoxifying your liver, what it really would be about would be about coming to uh, a diet that's very good at supporting your liver, lots of plants, lots of proteins, healthy fats. Um, taking the supplements that actually improve the pathways in your liver. Your liver is kind of like a chemical factory and it's got like little conveyor belts. And the conveyor belts need to be all going at the same speed or else you're going to end up with piles of things in your liver and outside of your liver that haven't had a chance to go through the appropriate conveyor belt. And that can get very, very messy. And that sounds like it's another podcast. Uh, sure. <laughs> it would be, I think we need some graphics below in the show notes so people could have the mental imagery because it gets pretty, yeah, the, it would be kind of like a little avalanche of words that you probably aren't familiar with. Yeah, so I guess the takeaway from step eight is that your liver is a, a vital component to your overall health yeah. and that it's not to be punished. No, it, it, it needs your, your loving, nurturing, you know, consistent feeding of things it really, really likes. And again, we go back to step one, you know, start with the do's, then work on the don'ts. You know, if you feed your liver really good stuff, and yet, you know, you're still doing caffeine, alcohol, and sugar every day, well, you're beginning, you know. But when you're actually doing all the do's, you've got rid of all the don'ts, and you're supporting your liver, um, 
I can honestly say that your liver is probably the most resilient organ in your body. Hmm. And uh, just because it's on the list, I'm going to say that it's probably one of the most important. Uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But without that, nothing, nothing's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> the buck stops here. Step nine, cleanse your elimination organs. Yeah, so again, when we think of our liver, it's turning things from one state to another, and that state is the state that your elimination organs can work with. Technically, it's going from fat-soluble to water-soluble. So now, your guts, your kidneys, uh, your skin, your lungs, your bladder, even your gallbladder, now they can all take these chemicals that have been turned into something you can excrete, and they can move through the rest of your body without causing more damage. Right? So once your liver is working better, the conveyor belts are all tuned up, and there's not a lot of in your particular factory, now your elimination organs have a chance to clear everything because they're not dealing with the partially metabolized things of an unhealthy liver. Because if your liver can't clean up its mess, it's going to pour its mess into your kidneys, and they don't like that, so they're going to pour it into your skin and your lungs, and then your skin and your lungs don't like that, and, and on and on it goes. And on and on it goes, yeah, wow. Um, step 10 says recharge your trillions of cells, and I'm looking at that thinking, I mean, as you're talking, and as we're going through the different components, in my mind, I'm easily able to, you know, paint a picture of like, oh yeah, this relates to that, you know, this relates to that, this relates to that. Um, it's all, um, it's all making sense. So this is a weird image, um, but it works, so I'll keep using it until I get a better one. So you've got several trillion, some people say 70, some people say 90 trillion cells in your average adult, and every one of your cells has... Uh, a metabolism, so every one of your cells has to flush a toilet every day, right? So it does that because it's, you know, everybody poos. <laughs> mm -hmm. There we go. So assuming, you know, a person in good health, that waste is going to just naturally flow through the, the liver, the elimination organs, and into your waste. If your digestive system is congested, if your liver is congested, if your elimination organs are congested, and you've got 90 trillion toilets flushing, where's that going to go? That's a good question. So we retain more water, our uh, tissues and membranes degrade, uh, our cholesterols go all over the place because the cholesterol is actually a, a molecule that's used to repair cellular membranes. So a lot of people have high cholesterol because their cellular detoxification is crap. Right? So then you have all these toxins everywhere damaging the cell membrane, so up goes the cholesterol, the good and the bad, usually the bad. And uh, that cholesterol becomes oxidized, and all the other bad things happen, and it's, it's not cholesterol's fault. You cannot eat enough cholesterol in a day to meet, meet your needs for cholesterol. It's the, 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 the fluid soup of your uh, extracellular body is so harmful that you're basically on emergency repair protocols. So it's pretty easy to see how um, if those 10 bazillion toilets uh, flush or don't flush and how they just crap all over the place yeah. and how that just, I mean, <laughs> what's, so I'm, I'm going to tie in a whole bunch of analogies here. 10 billion cells all flushing at the same time and uh, you've heard the expression crap rolls downhill <laughs> or it rolls down 10 steps. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool to see you tie this all in together and yet when I hear all this technical stuff, I mean, I love hearing all the technical stuff about cells and molecules and how that all works, but um, it's intimidating in a way where it's kind of, uh, oh my God, am I doing it right? I mean, emotions come up for me mm -hmm. around having to learn all this sort of stuff. So um, who do I need to be in order to be able to even 
walk up to the set of steps and decide that this is something I'm going to do. I mean, is that something that you even address as a, as a clinician? Uh, that's actually my primary focus. I mean, the, the 10 steps, I mean, it's, it's in a book. It's coming out soon, 10 Steps to Abundant Health. Uh, it's a, a course that I offer, uh, which is actually coming up soon. I'll just do a quick pitch for that. It's, uh, it starts September the 28th. You can sign up until October the 20th, because usually people sign up within the first three weeks as things get organized. Um, and that comes with my cookbook, Returning to an Ancestral Diet. It comes with a copy of the 10 Steps to Abundant Health, which contains all these questionnaires that uh, people can fill out. And that helps you to decide, you know, which neuropeptide, which hormone, if it's my pancreas, my gallbladder, you know, my, my uh, I've got candida, you know, what's my immune system doing, how's my liver. And then we go through kind of the whole thing step by step because it's a 10-step program. And... Uh, Depending on where you're at with respect to health, illness, and disease, you may need to go full on all 10 steps for a really long time, or you might just actually go, oh, I got it to step seven, and now I feel amazing, so maybe I'll keep doing the rest just because why wouldn't you keep doing them? <laughs> but um, a lot of people, you know, part of the way through are, are feeling like they've, they've sort of solved a particular problem. But back to your question, the, the thing that um, keeps me, you know, doing these kind of programs and stuff is having the opportunity to, to be in a room with people, either one-on-one -on -one or, you know, kind of a class situation, having the conversation about what it's like as an individual to realize that you're basically stuck, um, usually because we believe something about ourselves that's not uh, comfortable, or we believe there's some lack in ourselves, or um, we've been given the belief that once you're addicted to something, that's it for the rest of your life, it's going to, you know, you know, be the albatross around your neck or, you know, whatever. That, I'm not sure where that expression comes from, but, um, and there's no, nothing could be further than the truth. I mean, you can take anyone addicted to anything and put them on a desert island and all of a sudden they're not because, well, now your, you know, problem-solving details have changed, you know, vastly and it's not about, you know, driving by the liquor store or whether or not you're going to go to the back alley to get some drug. It's like, oh, if it's no longer in my sphere of influence, it's no longer relevant to me. And, uh, you know, people sometimes go through withdrawal and things, but it's just giving people that sense that, yeah, the whole thing that this is about, even if you were to do this on your own, um, which would be harder, really this is about getting to know yourself in the sense of your character, you know, your willingness, your patience, your uh, self-respect, kindness, and, and things like that, because that's what healing is always really about. And in a way, from a certain um, sort of psychotherapeutic point of view, you know, there's the understanding that a lot of people create the conditions for their illness through lifestyle habits, you know, stress habits, you know, other things, because they're subconsciously painting themselves into a very, very particular corner that on a deeper level they need to paint their way out of, you know, or work their way out of. And um, when we actually allow ourselves to notice how meaningful that is, getting ourselves into the corner and then getting ourselves out, that's what we call growth, you know. And when you learn that you can grow as a person, you know, why would you stop? Well, I, th I think, um, I mean, certainly from your perspective, that makes sense. And I, I know from the patient perspective of uh, being in a more healthful place and believing that I'm deserving of that. I mean, it's all about, um, how am I trying to say it? I don't think I could have been a patient of yours when I was in my early 20s, even though then I probably needed you more than I do now. Um, because I wasn't able to care enough about me. I didn't have enough life experience. I didn't have enough, I don't know, gallbladder attacks and heartburn and farting and whatever the heck else it was that plagued me over the years. Not that farting's all that bad, but... <laughs> um, 
you know, it, it, it was it was more about um, my own growth as an individual and my own, um, you know, love and care for myself that allowed me to be able to take the first step mm-hmm. to do anything around my health at this point in my life. Um, and um, because I'm so into that at this point in my life, I've been so successful with it. You know, I'm healthier now than I have ever been since I really identified that I actually had something wrong, that eating, you know, uh, pepperoni and mushroom pizzas, that's, there's a plural there, <laughs> eating more than one of them at a time is probably not a good thing for my health. So, um, and that was, you know, more than 20 years ago. The, the 10 steps, uh, you've got a program that's, uh, that's uh, being delivered. Um, are you intending to sort of package it so somebody can tune into that even if it's not being run at a particular time? Uh, that, that's the long-term goal. I mean, in order to make that work, I have to film a lot of the background um, information in a way where it's going to be accessible for people. Um, and then the more motivational kind of coaching stuff would be, you know, go to this place for that and then go to, go to this video to learn everything you ever needed to know about your liver and were afraid to ask or, you know, because it's, you know, it's my experience that people need to know why. And there's the subjective, personal, sort of psychological why. And then there's the physiological how things work why, which is more of a how, but it's kind of a why. And then, you know, how things work in the sense of, you know, actually fixing things. So it's like, this is what works, this is what goes wrong, this is what you do about it. And that gives people a very comfortable sense of why it may take them months of doing all of this stuff. And, you know, that kind of segues me back to the, the thing I really wanted to make sure I said today is, it's been my experience as a patient and as a clinician that... Patience is the most important thing because everything I've ever gotten into trouble in in my life has been because I was impatient about something. So patience is how you need to be, not necessarily who you are when you walk through the door to talk to your doctor. I, I think, you know, having a patient conversation with somebody who really knows what they're doing about how long it's going to take for you to patiently go through the protocols that they present or what I might offer you. It's, it's about coming back to the experience of patience. And I know this is going to sound repetitive, but if I say to you, listening on the podcast, that the most important thing is patience, it's 50-50. You're going to say, oh, right, I'll learn about becoming more patient, impatiently. Because, okay, I'll, I'll go figure that out. Or I'll just, I'll affirm that patience is a good idea. I'm going to Google that. Yeah. But then I'll go back to the status quo of my behavior with the little bumper sticker on my forehead that says, oh, yeah, patience is important, but I don't know what that is exactly but I know it's important you actually have to uh, tangibly shift your physiological we call somatic or felt sense state of being from whatever it is that's normal to a more patient version of normal and it's it's like you know going to a meditation retreat for 10 days or 30 days you come back way more patient because that's what if meditation does anything it's either going to bring to your attention you don't want to sit still anymore because you're going crazy or that you found a way underneath of that and now you're going, oh, I can sit here and be present and work on my practice. It sounds like we have an awful lot to talk about in terms of future podcasts. Oh, I think I have 300 um, on the list of things I want to talk about. So, <laughs> Stay tuned for that. <laughs> uh, this has been Fusion Health Radio. I'm Anthony Sanum. Dr. Michael Smith. And we've been talking about 10 Steps to Abundant Health. This is a podcast that talks about health from Dr. Mike's perspective over the years with all things related to traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, functional medicine, and probably a whole lot more.
Sometimes the main thing is uh, if, if this gives you a sense of how to organize your next few months of your life, uh, then we did a good job. There you go. Um, I think that's a wrap for today. Well, I guess I'll just say quickly, I'll put a link to the that course up on the Facebook page so that if you want that kind of support, uh, plus those books, plus a consultation with me, you can go and uh, check that out because it saves people, let's say, about uh, uh, $2,000 to go that way. Uh, and their life. Well, there's that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but most people right now are, what's that going to cost? It's going to save you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you like what you heard today, please uh, check out Fusion Health Radio on Facebook. Uh, there will be links there that you can follow uh, to the uh, website. And uh, you can connect with uh, Dr. Mike about what he's talked about today with 10 Steps to Abundant Health. And please leave a review on iTunes because we really want to get this out there for everybody. And there apparently that's how this works. <laughs> there you go. Okay, see you next time, folks. You have been listening to Fusion Health Radio. Please add your comments or post a question at Facebook slash Fusion Health Radio.